0: Wow, wow.
1: beside him now living my life getting our dreams people told me slow my roll. i'm screaming out fuck that i'ma do just what i want looking ahead no turning back if i fall if i die know i lived it to the fullest if i fall if i die know i lived in missing bullets i'm on the
2: pursuit of happiness i
3: Last week was crazy man, we literally spent a whole week discussing a slap I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted by the conversation But still, I'm interested in in the world of like Will Smith Oh no, not the real actor, I mean he's interesting too But no, I'm strictly talking about the show that finished the season finale last week, Bel Air Now admittedly, I've been wanting to talk about the show for like weeks But I wanted to hold off until there was like an ending or we had enough time to process the show and the theme surrounding it and even the response. Funny enough, it seems like late 2021, 2022, Will Smith, the actor, has been the bastion of controversy. Even his productions of shows have garnered whole thing pieces. The show Bel Air was not immune to his criticism. From the jump when it was announced about this show, there was a whole bunch of thought about this quote unquote leaving well enough alone. A fear of destroying something that has stood the test of time as an institution of peak black television. When the show Fresh Prince uh, French Prince of Bel-Air came on in the 90s, I found myself personally drawn into the quote-unquote fish-out-of-water concept. No, I was not moving into a house with my rich uncle from Bel-Air, but I was a kid moving from the East Coast to the West Coast and experiencing a large cultural change at the time, so it was easy for me to find myself in the character of Will Smith. But I wasn't so different than millions of people around the world who also fell in love with the character and found some form of identity in the show. The stories and, of course, the characters really drawn people in. The funny thing is, the most memorable moments from the show wasn't the comedy, but the deep emotional moments. Which is why it was so odd to witness people's reaction when a dramatic reboot was being announced. It was almost like people forgot what exactly made the show click. Sure, the funny moments brought a light touch, but it was the dramatic moments that really carried the show. It's what made it different than, this, say, Martin, which was strictly comedy-based and, obviously, as honestly probably my favorite show, probably a little bit more than Bel-Air, but we can get into that later on. Look, I get it. We are married to our memories, and we are extremely protective of them when they are good memories. But as I always say, and you've heard me say this on the show before, Nostalgia kills perspective And sometimes we let our commitment to that nostalgia take away a critical lens to the past experience Which is, you know, all I thought the show was doing Ultimately, the show's running theme was about a black boy thrust into the foreign world of access and privilege And trying to understand navigate it while not losing himself It was in pursuit of this goal that led him to his ultimate place of happiness which is ultimately the title of my favorite Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, hence the song. So we'll get into all that, and, you know, I want to delve into it. But before we get into that, welcome to Uncultural Bias. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host. We say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to say discovered. We are uncultured, we are biased, and we are black. If you're tuning in for the first time, thank you for tuning in. If you're returning, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, we have to ask everybody to continue to share the show amongst their friends, peers, colleagues, family, all that wonderful stuff, because sharing is caring. Uh, share it through Spotify, Apple, you know, text message, social media, all that fun stuff. Um, the other thing, we haven't said this in a while, but we ask people to keep always review the show. If you're on Apple, put, you know, do have a five star rating. Um, you know, it helps the platform, uh, decide if people are really engaged into the podcast. And so really ask everybody can do that. Give a shout out to our uh, sponsors this week, My tax, MyCompassTax.com and MyCompass Tax Advisors. And you can reach them at MyCompassTax.com at eight five zero two seven three is tax season, so you might want to get up on that. Of course, if you're in a market for real estate, and everybody is right now because it is a booming market, contact contact Keystone Global Real Estate dot com at four oh seven six eight zero eight five one zero. And of course you're in the market for probate, estate planning, wills, trust, guardianship, all that wonderful stuff, please contact the Smith and Williams Trial Group at eight 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 SWTG Law or at eight 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 seven nine eight four five two nine. And of course at C Williams at SWTG Law dot com. All right, brilliant. Let me go ahead and bring on my guest, uh Rob.
0: You still with yeah. me? I'm with you. I'm with
3: you. All right. What's up, bro? What's happening, bro? It's been a while, man. We haven't we haven't connected in a while. I mean, we talk yeah, all the you, time,
0: you and I, but I'm talking about on the pod. Yeah, you so serious all the time. Dang.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been getting into, like, a lot of serious subjects as of late, man. It's like, <laughs> I wanted to do something real light this time around and just have some fun, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. Because, you know. Have a, have a good pod. No, nobody's slapping nobody.
3: Nobody's you know? slapping nobody. Just have a good,
1: nobody. fun, yeah. light pod.
3: Yeah, we wanted to talk about what's what's wrong with Black America, <laughs> with his, with, you know, surrounding this slap, um, you know. So I mean, listen, I know you're tired of thing pieces. We were in a group oh, chat, man. and Rob was like, "I'm tired of talking about this." Rob, like, you know, group chat with a bunch of men, and we were like, Rob was like, he, he was he didn't respond, and then finally his response was like, "I'm so sick of tired of this conversation."
0: Yep, <laughs> yep, I was done by Wednesday, definitely by Wednesday. After hearing every podcast, every group chat, every group text talk about I was like, all right, I have reached my limit. I'm turning everybody on mute.
3: It's wild because it's only been like one week and it's like, it seems like we've really like, it seems like it's gone off like ever.
0: Forever, forever. It was literally a week ago only a week ago god it was all good just a week ago it was all good just a week ago <laughs>
3: will smith's life was all good just a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like jesus it just shows you how funny uh how quickly things can turn in one week mm-hmm. you know definitely but, definitely but um you know speaking of will uh you and i be we've been like talking about this show the fresh prince of bel-air for like a minute right you and i yep and I know we've talked about wanting to do a pod, and we just ultimately decided you and I just said let's like, just wait to the end of the season, season finale. Right. So, right. By the time people ha- have listened to this podcast, hopefully they would have already watched the season finale, like, so it's not gonna be any spoilers, you know. But yeah, I wanted to just not talk about just the show. I want to talk about the characters and like your thoughts and like and then do a deep dive into like what it think it represents, like just for like black culture and all that. Definitely. Um, Definitely. You know, so um, before we get into that, let me ask you, were you a Martin guy or a Bel Air guy? I know the answer. To I'm this. glad you asked. I know, because I know you, who, which you work, because we've had this conversation, but I just want to put it on wax. Are you yep, a Martin yep. guy or a Bel Air guy? And they're, they're both I'm great. Both. They're both great, by the way.
0: Oh, definitely. Both yeah. of them. Both yeah. of them top. In my opinion, both of them are hands down in the top five all time black sitcoms. Black television, black television. Period. Yeah. Top five yeah. for me, both of them. Yeah. However, however, I rank Fresh Prince of Bel Air acro- ahead of Martin. That's weird. Love them both. That's weird. Love them both. That's weird. But that's weird. I. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was more versatile. Yeah. That's usually the key argument I go to yeah. when, when I have this conversation, when I had this debate with yeah. people, Fresh Prince was more versatile than Martin was because not only did you have the comedy, but you had the drama mm. in the drama and people sensed that so much that they were able to do a spin-off TV show, which we will go into
2: yeah.
0: into it because the elements of the drama aspects of it were in the comedy mm-hmm. as well.
3: Yeah. Okay. So you like you're saying it was a better show because of the versatility.
0: Correct. That's my that's my first key. That's my first key argument okay. for Fresh Prince. Okay. Comedic. So you know. Martin, with what he did, he was the first one to really like take a TV show, and you know, well, maybe not not the first one. Shout out to Flip Wilson yeah. and and those and that came before him, but in our generation, he captivated us with his you know energy and the characters and the sense of hip hop um, on the mainstream on public network TV, but with Fresh Prince, he did so, for me, for me, it was so much of everything. It was middle-class black, middle to upper-class. Upper-class. Upper-class black America. Uh Um, It was the comedic sense. It was a little, you know, street sense also leave with it, Will.
3: Leave it to the, someone named the third to always want to pivot to the upper classity. <laughs> Robert is a third, everyone. That's a, You know, that's literally, when you have a third by your name, you got to know he's going to be more attributed to the upper classity of society. No, I'm just messing with you. Okay, can the I? Black, the black bourgeoisie. The black bourgeoisie. <laughs> let, me, let me just say this, though. I'm going to say something that you, know, you may be able to rock with it, may not be. I agree with you over versatility. I always kind of mm-hmm. looked at it like it was a Iverson versus Kobe thing.
0: For sure. They for were, sure.
3: They're both great. But yep. Iverson when he was you know, when he was running he was like running the league and he he embodied a certain portion of the culture that like it was just it was undeniable. You know what Correct. I mean? And Correct. it's like I always looked at Martin as the same way. Like it was just so distinct. And it was very touch tone to, you know, black, black culture, black youth, black everything. You know what I mean? It was, it was unidentifiably black. Like even the way the jokes were, you know what I mean? Like clearly targeted towards, or, you know, inkling towards a black audience. Whereas, you know, it wasn't as versatile. They didn't really address any, any strong Mm subjects. But when it was hot, like there was a quote that, You know, you always hear it's anecdotal. Of course, we don't know, but they would say Prince would watch Martin um, before recording because he was like he got so inspired because it was such a great show, Uh, and Mm. to the point where Martin is still hilarious when you watch it today. It is still oh for sure. Like I use, I mean, it's funny. The jokes are still funny as hell.
0: Like that's the thing. So like both both series have great replay value. Yeah, both series do. Yeah. You can watch, you can go to whatever network it's on and, and or pull, pull out your throwback DVDs yeah. and replay both series in their amazing replay value. I really like the Iverson and Kobe analogy because that's pretty accurate. And I think so much so that even Will and Martin saw that because yeah. Iverson and Kobe, as different as they were, had a tremendous amount of respect for each other. Right, yep. In their craft and how it. they, even though they were in different lanes, yeah, they respected how they did each thing, their their own thing, and they were both it's,
3: integral to the sport. Yep,
0: definitely. Both definitely. MVPs,
3: both and both shooting guards, but different ways of getting to it. You know, but exactly. But Kobe was a little bit more versatile in his appeal than right. than right. Iverson. You know, right? So that's right. kind of where I made the. La- I, I don't know if it was a lazy analogy, but I feel like it was apropos.
0: I feel so. Yeah. I feel so. Yeah. You know, so much so that Will and Martin decided to get together and make Bad Boys.
3: So the funny thing about that is that um at the time, you may or may not know this and people listening may or may not know this, but Martin was the bigger star. Correct. And yep. it was they this the studio um had to sell Martin on Will and, and it was Martin who had Will come to the house. And Will's actually mm-hmm. told this story. And then it was Martin kind of like kind of feeling out, like, is this gonna work? You know? And either within the first at that dinner, the first time speaking, they knew, okay, they were ripping and rapping and were like, okay, this is gonna work. You know? The
0: chemistry got going real early. Yeah. And I think Will ref will referenced it in this book too, didn't he? He might I think he might have referenced that in this book. He might have. I think so. I think yeah. he did reference it in this book. Yeah. But it, it's wild yeah. to
3: think that ne- then that Martin was the bigger star. Martin was the top gun. He was the he top was gun. The top, he was the top yep. billing. You know, in yep. fact, so so much so that when you watch Bad Boys, the first one, he has he has all the be- stealing scene stealing lines. You know, right. it was right. you know all the lines. Just they're hilarious. But it was actually Will who became the superstar when he ran across the free action scenes, the action scenes. Yep. he sold he stole the scenes he stole the look but martin sold scenes with like with the um you know with the dialogue
0: you know what i mean oh for sure for sure and and you know will had the sex appeal yeah. thing going and everything right and so but you're right when you look back at bad boys like all the best dialogue and the best jokes all went to martin
3: all went to martin yep yeah so you know yep. um all right, so we kind of, like, you know, talked a little bit. Let's just get right into it, uh, the Bel Air. So before we get do that, I actually want to talk about um, the lead-up to that, right? So with that being <clears throat> said,
1: uh, I'm going to play a clip, okay? All right. When I first saw the Bel Air trailer. This
2: is not a game, wheel. Look at you.
1: Look at you. I was on the floor, duh. For 20 years, I have been trying to figure out how to make the way back into the world. The
2: only reason why you're not in jail is because Uncle Phil caught in a favor.
1: But the idea of shifting from sitcom to drama while still staying in the same lane of the ideas and the concepts. Who's, who's this dude? This dude's a genius. Get him here immediately. Hey, what's up y'all? It's Morgan Cooper, executive producer and pilot director of Bel Air.
3: I was driving down 71 in Kansas City. The idea hit me, I went to a coffee shop
0: and wrote an outline for what I wanted to do and we dropped it on YouTube. I met with Westbrook less
1: than 48 hours from when we dropped it. He came down to the set of Bad Boys 3. First time that I heard something, I was like, yo, that's, that's an idea that is brilliant. Morgan did a ridiculous trailer for Bel Air. We just talked about the potential of this show and what I saw is that he got it. He just expressed his excitement about the idea and he's like, yo, what do you want to do with it?
0: And I told him what I want to do with it. He's like, I bet.
1: We have just officially closed the deal with Peacock with an unprecedented two season order from a pitch.
3: Right away, it was just the the energy was very very real. I was born and raised in Kansas. So, Rob, yep, I played that was a long clip, but I thought it was good to lay the foundation. Um, Definitely, you know, you and I talked about it privately, but I thought was really weird is when they announced Bel Air was going on the air, uh, the reboot rather. um, It was a lot of vitriol. Like, mm-hmm. It was a lot of people who were not feeling it, and then it made me. It was fascinating because it was like, like, and people were like what? They're like, it was almost like they were shocked. And then, but you and I, I we remember we saw this trailer like two years ago. Yep, and we were like, I remember? We were, and we were like, yo, this is dope. Like, this is a dope concept. <laughs> and so, like, it was shocking to us that almost like a lot of people didn't get it. Like, they didn't understand. They were like, it was they were thrown off. About the You know where this came from like it's almost like Out of nowhere where for us We kind of been keeping up With this you know with this move For the last couple years like off And on like oh okay you know they talked about doing A show Um, Will Smith seemed interested He was really you know Geared into like dialed into the Reboot and so when they finally Showed the official trailer for the actual One on Peacock it was like ah cool And other people were like what? And that mm-hmm. was a weird thing, and it made me think about honestly. Th- th- we talked about this, um, but you can. I want you to expound upon it. How things that are like subculture, like really start to like you realize that if you're not tuned into the subculture, it kind of throws you off guard about where the culture or where the where things are going. You remember that conversation,
0: right? right. So I you, do. Yeah. So do.
3: go ahead, and uh, I want you to expand on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, so like you said, we and for there were quite a few people that saw the trail, the original trailer from uh, Morgan a couple years back, from Morgan Cooper a couple years back. Yeah, and it it caught quite a bit of traction. Yeah, but it never hit the masses. Right, but it was it very subculture. Very subculture. Very very subculture. So now here we go. Two years later. Right, you come with this preview for. Let's just say it. Within the culture, we protect certain things yeah. heavily. Yeah. And you are taking what we just mentioned, a classic. Yeah. You are taking a classic and what are you doing to our show? Yeah. Very, what very what protective over it. Yeah. Who is this? Right. Who are these actors? Right. That ain't Uncle Phil. Right. Wait a second. Right that ain't is will in it is will acting in it right and so all these questions just started coming up and it's like i feel like there was a portion of people that just already the negativity and the and the thoughts about it just were shot down from the start like right they weren't like, even trying to the hear. show they didn't even, even stand a chance
3: right to the point where the after like it was amazing rotten tomatoes that show got like a like starting. I don't know if you peeped this. It was like fifty percent from the first show. Like it was like they didn't even want to review watch the show. They were like, "No, nah, I'm not watching it." And they just get a negative review on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but that yep. but it, what it showed me too was like how strong they knew they like they knew they had one where they're like and we, we're not even worried about like we're going to give them two seasons like we're not even going to like mm-hmm. let we're going to let people catch on just like we're going to let people catch on to the trail. we're going to let people catch on to the show because it's that good of a product
0: and they got two seasons right out the jump and then on top of that with the critics um so here is a household name with mm, will smith I'm glad you mentioned the critics no- but keep going yeah Nobody in the cast. You really didn't know anybody in the cast. Yeah. Nobody's a household. Nobody in the cast of Bel Air is a household name. Yeah. Which is good to me though. Which I- we'll get to that. There's a yeah. there's it, it's it's the balance right. Yeah. There's a there's a portion that like you know what I prefer it this way. Yeah. Because it makes it it's its own entity. Let's it get- becomes a standalone entity. Yeah. I want to talk and about it the- further help separate. Yeah. From Fresh Prince, yeah, in Bel Air drama. Um, but then there's another portion that will say, I don't Yo, know, I, they should have they casted Tay Diggs. I heard so, that a lot. Oh, yeah, oh, they should have casted no. Tay Diggs. They should have casted, um, you know, uh, what's my girl from How to Get Away with Murder to be on Viv or somebody.
3: Oh, um, yeah, I got you. Like, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: Vi- um, Vi- the, Vi- uh, Vi- yeah. Viola Davis, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The names that I know, like, that maybe would have made me, like, be more open to it and everything. But who are all these randoms and why are you messing with my classic TV?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so let's talk about the critics here. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this goes into a subculture thing, right? Because a lot of critics, a lot of them white, yep. were, like, did not, were not feeling it in the beginning. Right. And it really, that actually made me happy because i was like okay that means you don't get it and that means it's not aimed for you there right? you go but there you're you going to jump on as you're going to eventually catch on Once you realize like oh there's this is like a real thing people actually like this is mm-hmm. like it's like it it showed me again that they were onto something because they weren't trying to create a a show for the for the white gays you know yeah. and gays i mean yeah. g a z e Right. Not Mm G.A.Y.S. Right. So they were trying to create something not for the white gays. They were trying to create something that was a touchstone specific to a black perspective on in in a white space, you know, and it was going to throw people off, you know, who are not used to not being the center of the focus. So if you're not if white culture is not the center of the focus and it's like you're not comfortable with that, you're going to give it a negative review in the beginning because, like, it has no charisma, you know, duh, duh. and it was, like, really weird because some of these people like, oh, you know, this Jabari Banks character, he doesn't have the the cachet as Will Smith. <laughs> and at first of all, I was like, that's really unfair because, you know, Will Smith is one of the most charismatic people on the planet, you know, up until last week.
0: But, <laughs> like, he was universally loved.
3: <laughs> he was universally loved Who
0: ha- by- Right. Who has the cachet that Will does? Right. Right. Minimal. Right. Minimal.
3: Yeah. And yeah. so like I I thought that was not a fair characterization of him and I thought it was they were putting an unfair hurdle in front of the actor trying to say you need to be like Will Smith. But this also made it smart to why they didn't make it a comedy. Mm-hmm. Because you can't you can't replace, you know, a Willard Smith. You can't right. replace that. Like that's just not you know, I mean that's like saying you're going to do Martin again, and right. you're going to replace, you know, <laughs> you know i saying Martin Lawrence
0: with right.
3: with Gerard Carmichael. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it
0: just it's not the same. It's not it's the just same. not.
3: You're not. It's not going to work. You know, and so you have to go in a different direction. And so, um, just talk about the characters. You know, um, in your opinion, like you meant you touched on a little bit, but I felt like this was a smart route to go with each characterization who I don't know what character you want to start with first
0: yeah and and before we before we even get into the characters I want to get into just like your initial thoughts coming into the show when you first saw it I was hyped because for me um so it's on Peacock Network and let's just be honest who had Peacock who was watching Peacock before this came out not i not a soul
3: but you know what's weird? Peacock
0: was Unless, actually unless you're weird. watching reruns of The Office. Which and... I did. Which I did.
3: But <laughs> Me <it> was, too. This <laughs> is weird, though. I didn't know this, but Peacock was, really, was actually a popular streaming service. Like, I Googled it. It was a top four streaming service.
0: I wouldn't have known.
3: I wouldn't have known that.
0: Because guess what? Because uh, Snowfall wasn't on it. Nope. Power wasn't on it. Nope um any other popular atlanta which we'll talk about a little bit yeah um that wasn't on it so peacock had no cultural shows featured on the network
3: that we didn't know of until i started seeing that that we didn't know that they did what's that the the wine show um
0: oh yeah 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 but that's actually that's not even exclusive to peacock that's actually um uh Graham Crew. Yeah, Maybe that's yeah, actually yeah. uh one of the new NBC series. Okay. and they just stream it on Peacock, also. So that's not even exclusive okay to Peacock. Okay. Um, so yeah, so here they come with Bel Air, mm. and I paid for my subscription, yeah, because I was like, I want to see this, I want to see what they got what they got for me, right? And I believe they started with two episodes. Yeah, the yes, first two they started with on two episodes, Sunday, they released the yeah, they released the first two right out the gate. Yeah. And all I know is to your point earlier, like, oh, this is for us. Yeah. Like, so from the jump, they we get a with, yeah. a gritty sense, a yeah. gritty scenes of Philadelphia. They, I mean start off with Meek, you know, the And you and wait a minute, and you come in with the black anthem, yeah. dreams and nightmares <laughs> yeah, the, in the yeah. locker room. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they and they are they are singing it too. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, and like from that scene when they were right when they were doing dreams and nightmares, I was like, okay, yeah. I know what time they on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's go.
3: Yeah, let's, go. let's like, go. I was like, Okay. This is <laughs> this, is what's, this is what's up. Like I knew was like it, it got me hyped. I was like, okay, this show is starting off the way it need to start off. Yep. You know. Yep. Um. Yeah, I was, I was all in, man. I was all in from Definitely. the trailer. But the first two episodes, I was like the gospel. I was like John, you know, telling to trying to tell the world that you know the the, Masai, the next Messiah TV show. I was like, yo, yo, we got one, y'all. we got one, we got y'all need to y'all need to get this Peacock network. You Let's know, go. there was and there was there was a lot oh, of people. Because- uh, hold on, there was a lot of people also on my Peacock. Uh, streaming thing but we're not going to talk about that but yeah there is a number they, you know a lot of te- hey man hey, hey cuz I mean, let me get that let me get that, get that username and password you, that like, username uh-huh. password you know so I ain't going I mean, to talk about
0: that you know but, <laughs> but, but yeah um, but um, I was going to say to your point like I saw the trailer and yes I was hype. I was excited and I was hyped about the trailer but then there's always that hesitation how's the writing going to be oh yeah yeah. What's the tone going to be?
2: Yeah.
0: Are you going to is it going to be corny? Is it going to be uh, like completely unrealistic? Like am I going to be able to actually relate or can I tell you got a bunch of white people in the white in the writing room mm-hmm. trying to make a black show again? Mm-hmm. Cuz y'all do that. Mm-hmm. Um so overall what I love so much about this show, I love the writing. I absolutely, I think they do a great job of writing. It's just enough drama. It's just enough amount of drama, but it's not over the top drama. And you and I, in our conversations throughout the series, when we would talk about episodes, we're like, oh, I'm glad they didn't go over the top here. That was like, that was a real argument.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was a real confrontation. Like you could see that playing out in real life like that. Yeah. And it didn't just feel like something corny and over the top that you're like, okay, all right, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, um, so the writing was really well done because it was it felt human and not mm-hmm. not manufactured. You know, out of like a Hollywood scope. It was like I can see that conversation happening, and I yeah. can see the nuance within the conversation. I can see why they would have. I can see why the conversation would go a certain way. In fact, when they would say things like, Oh, I was glad I'm glad they said that. Not like something that was like manufactured or anything like that. I was like, Oh, I'm glad the way they kind of talked about the subject or the conflict or the issue. And, you know, it felt it felt really real, you know? Right. Um, so let's talk right. about the characters here.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'll start out with the one um that everyone wanted to talk about. Carlton. Uh when they when it first came out, Carlton. I'll yeah. start out with Carlton.
3: Um, I absolutely loved Carlton from the jump. I know people hated him.
0: That was a sign to me. So if you haven't heard already or watch, like Carlton is straight up preppy, coked out, lacrosse playing. Yeah. He like the the first half of the season, he's presented to you as the as the bad guy. Right. He's, he's the uh, antagonist. Right. He's the antagonist in the story right. in the first half of the season. Right. And people love to hate him and, and to the point where people were like, oh, this is a bad show. How could you do this to Carlton, to Lovable Carlton? Right. This is a bad show. To me, I said, you know what? That's what makes this show that much better. Yeah. Because for you to have this much in emotion about him, Right, that says to me, I don't know who this young brother is, but right. he is acting his ass off right yeah, now. Yeah, he's
3: making you hate him.
0: Yeah, he's making you hate him. And to me, anytime you can invoke that kind of emotion out of people, then you' are doing your damn job. You acting.
3: So I, I felt like it was it was weird to me The people's reaction to like Carlton. I get why they were supposed to hate him on as a character, but it was like, right? I was like, well, did y'all watch the show? I was like, did y'all watch, like, the original show? Because the first season, Carlton was a pompous, like, he was annoying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was not the way he talked like this, Will. And, like, you, t- like, you actually, like, it, he changed his cadence in season two or even mm-hmm. as season one went along. But he started off really, really pompous, you know? Yep. And so, like, it didn't surprise me. And, it's, again, this is a dramatic turn on the show, that he started off pompous, a pompous asshole. Because that's right. what his character started off as, is a pompous asshole. And guess what? A pompous asshole is going to be more like the person that you saw in Bel-Air than you saw in the original episode. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. And so yep. he's going to be standoffish. He's going to be an asshole. He's going to be, you know, um, he's going to be, you know, uh, slick and mm-hmm. undermining, you know what I mean? And honestly- Out of touch. Out of touch. You know,
0: like those you- first, that, that episode when- um, his white lacrosse teammates using dropping the N-bomb yeah. in the locker room and he's not checking them yeah. and everything. Like, and, and
3: I love that Will, they they addressed that. Like I loved yeah. like that. So to me, for somebody who actually grew up in, you know, white suburbia, like mm-hmm. I thought it was an impro an, an appropriate conversation about what is that like to be thrust into an environment to where you see kids who don't look like you listening to music that looks like you. You know what I mean? Go ahead and re- rewind that part. Just, you know? yeah. But like you know I mean, so like it's weird. It was it's a out of body experience almost. And um to see that someone like Carlton especially and you gotta think about his characterization, somebody that he all the time he grew up at the center of this the center of the attention. You know what I mean? In as far as the banks mm-hmm. are concerned. Like he's the sole he's the sole black heir of the banks, you know, black sole black male heir rather right um and you know what i mean he's always been like the the guy like the the guy on, on that that campus and so of course he's going to react quote unquote violently to a new person coming into his environment and almost usurping his, power, his 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 stance within not only the the family but also on the social landscape of the school you know and it's unnerving and you have to understand somebody like that is going to come off and beasts very standoffish. And so I understood that from the jump. And I didn't understand why people didn't understand that from the jump. It was like weird. Like it was really, really weird seeing people's reaction. Um to the point where even I've seen a quote unquote this pastor talking about, oh, and Carlton has a, you know, he was he he loved his body and 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 he was a you know, he never was on drugs. I'm like, again, did you watch the show?
0: Uh, there was an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah. Where Carlton is on speak
3: Yeah like so I'm <coughs> like What are y'all even talking about like again Right This is broad strokes of people not understanding the characterization Of this person so I again I got it I understood it And I was again I was all in You know definitely. And I definitely. knew I knew that it had to start from a place Of where he did it In order for Will's relationship and him to actually have a real relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah, because then turn to the second half of the season, um, into the finale. Yeah, and it, guys, if you haven't watched the finale yet, please do. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert: that scene when Carlton goes to Lisa's door. Yeah, when Will went missing. Yeah, and when he said, "I need him." No, no, he said nobody else has been. He was always there for me, even even when I didn't want him to. I don't know, whatever he said in that scene, I ain't gonna lie. It it it, it My my chest cavity started coming <laughs> started invoking some like right. oh shit, like right. oh he's really going in, like yeah. He acting he's acting right now.
3: Everybody acted their ass off. We'll get to that last yeah episode, that last episode. Everybody like I I I did a tweet like you know Peacock ain't paying people enough because the rent was definitely due in that last episode because they Definitely. everybody was putting a foot in the grits, you know what I mean, and it's still on on that last episode. Um but again, yeah, like just talking about I knew there had to be complete 180 on the character and I was glad that they got there um when yeah. they did. Uh let's talk about our Let's go
0: to your favorite your favorite character from the uh season. Hillary. Yeah, I knew you're going to say it. Yep, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I love Hillary's characterization.
0: Um mm-hmm.
3: I love that You know, obviously, Coco Jones is fine as all get out. Right. Right, But I just love how they made Hillary a more dynamic character this time around and not like an airhead um, and somebody that was just a drain on people, you know. Um, They gave her more of a storyline than just, like, daddy's little rich girl, you know. But in a weird way, they still embody the old Hillary because she's still – has a dependency. she has dependency issues, you yep. know, and so yep. like I thought it was brilliant how they made her seem like she wants to be an independent woman. She wants to strike out on her own, but she doesn't have the self confidence because she's been nurtured in an environment of being protected by her wealth and influence from her from her parents. Right. And right. it shows you that you know what's is she's going to go through some growing pains of trying to start off on her own. And actually the fascinating thing is that it shows you what happens when you've been brought up in an environment of a nurtured environment and you're trying to start off on your own. You lack the certain instincts and to like I need how do I how do I create something of my own, you know, and from the bottom. You know what I mean? Like how do right. I do that? And she doesn't have that she doesn't have that in her yet. She has ideas, yes. you know, but she doesn't have that in it and she's going to get there. You know, but she's going to go through some growing pains, and I, I, I see. We can talk about where we think the show is going to go, go in, in, in a yeah. moment. But yeah, I, I really I love,
0: love Hillary. Go ahead. Definitely, definitely. Uh, everything that you said, I agree with. Um, I like that they took a new age spin on it with her being a uh, socialite yeah. and social media um, influencer, yeah. being a social media influencer, and so you see this sense from her where she does have a sense of pride in her culture, in, in, in black pride in herself. But at the same time, you got to get these streams, you got to get these likes. Mm -hmm. And so you saw the internal conflict that I think is very relevant today to a lot of today's youth that try to get in that lane of social media, where that conflict of, I know this isn't right, I know what I believe in, yeah. but I'm trying to make a living off of this, this social media thing. So, you know, it's the new, it's the new media, it's the new TV, it's the new radio now, now. Yeah. is the TikTok and, yeah. and, and Instagram and being an influencer for these products. Mm-hmm. And you're still working with corporations and corporations demanding things from you yeah. where you may not necessarily agree with. Yeah. And battling that conflict. And I think they did a really good job of showing Hillary and just trying to navigate through this this world where you like you said, she's just getting back out on the road for the first time on her own. Yeah. Mommy and daddy were always there to the point where she's literally just getting out of the house. Yeah. And I like how they tied her all to the end where now she meets another young socialite um karuchi who yeah. surprisingly did her thing i thought Karucci
3: yeah she did pretty thing. well yeah. did pretty well well she was on she was on other um, show on tbs called Claus. so she's always, she has some acting chops i
0: never watched that neither but did I. I hear good things yeah. about it yeah neither did i but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yes so overall um great sub subplot and sub storyline within the show mm-hmm. was the evolution of um in the maturity and showing trying to show the growth um where they left a lot to be for future for season two they left a lot more yeah for season two to see where he- hillary's story is gonna go yeah
3: yeah um so let's talk about the um Another character that people had a little bit of controversy on was Ashley. Mm.
2: You know? mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, th- you know, there were some murmurs that like, oh, I don't like how they tried to make her, you know, gender fluid. We, she, we, cause we, I want to call her gay because we don't know what she is, you know, right. but she's she doesn't know what she, she is. doesn't know what she is. My pushback against some of that chatter was when you think about it, Ashley on the original show, didn't really have a storyline. Correct, and she had to. They had to create something in order to make her more of an engaging character, and not just the cute kid hanging out in in the house. Especially when everybody else in the house has their own independent dramatic storyline. So, like, she's going to get lost in the sauce, and they had to do something to where they're going to give her something. Especially when you go into season two, where they had to really give, like, exploring what does that look like in her her journey, because otherwise. She, if you don't give her something, she may not have a journey in the show, especially when everybody else is trying to find a journey.
0: That's a really good... You know what? I never looked at it like that because I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, I was critical. I was very critical of that storyline. I felt that her characterization was forced. Yeah. Um, Like it had to be done in today's society. But that's a really good point that you made because in the original Fresh Prince... I mean, we most remember Ashley from when she was a singer.
3: That's it, and, yeah. and she
0: had her she had her recording album, right. and she had her album that flopped, Right. Um, and she was a one hit wonder. That's what we most remember about Ashley's storyline. Right. So you know what? That's a really good point. You got to give her because literally every other character has a dramatic Journey. story that's attached to them. So you had to give her something. So okay. I, can, and I, I just it. want to
3: add this too. Um, and this might sound like I'm being overly gratuitous on this part, part, but there are families that have to deal with children. And I hate to say deal with, but yeah. it's dealing with children who are trying to figure out their own journey in sexuality. And so mm-hmm. that is a real thing, especially within black house household. So like to include storylines, that i, I do want to say i i don't always i don't subscribe to the thing of like it's forced down our throats because i'm like that's a rare you know, they, they exist you know uh right that, that community exists and they exist in the black community and so do to, to we cannot operate just solely off the fact of like they don't exist so those storylines are very real and i feel like it's important to have representation in that in that is there ever talking taking a modern tale on the black American family, then, you know, yes, you should probably have a storyline that addresses a very honest issue within the black community. And how is that taken on, you know, now how they deal with that, we don't know. And is it going to be, you know, overly gratuitous in their depiction of that storyline? We shall find out. Um, I didn't like, I'll get into that later on, but I didn't like the conversation you know, if we're talking about critiques in the show, uh, we'll get into critiques. I didn't like the conversation with when she going to the pastor and like, oh, you know, there should be because I thought that was like, I was like, first of all, my critiques were like, what kind of black family is, what kind of black church are y'all just congregate in before service, like y'all, you know what I mean? Like that was weird. It was like, is this after service or before service? Like what? That was like weird to me, and then it felt like a forced conversation. And like,
0: yeah, that was like to me, that was a call back to like I always think of like in the old days, like when our parents were coming up and seeing that on television, like it was more of a sense of community where they came together before and after church. So I kind of chalked it up to that. You're right. You don't see that nowadays. You don't see them meeting up before church, before before service starts. Like if anything after it it probably would have been more after church Realistic if they had that scene after service right Right.
3: you know and you know Again no pastor is gonna be is gonna be mingling with you know the the, uh uh, with The people before service because he's trying to figure out or she's trying to Figure out whatever you know what they're gonna say and they don't want Their energy to be sucked in so I just thought like Again, that was bad writing. We'll get into some critiques yeah. of the show. We'll get into some critiques. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. Um, all right, moving on.
0: Because we addressed. You want to go to the main, which the really was the main storyline and main character, mm-hmm. more so than Will, was Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Yep. So the the main storyline was actually um, Uncle Phil running for district attorney.
3: Right. And did I call it, Rob? Did I call it early this season? Did I call you? Don't remember, Remind me, Huh? I said he's going to get it's gonna wait till the, I just I said the end of the season, I said last episode, but I said he is going to withdraw from the race because he's you gonna did. choose his family. I called it right in first season, you first did. episode. I was like, yeah, he's gonna. I saw where that was going, you know. Yeah,
0: um, you did. You yeah. did. I like how it played out though. Yeah, I like how it played out. Um, so here you have Uncle Phil, uh, who is taking his ready to take his career to the next level and become district attorney. Mm -hmm. But he's, it's an uphill battle because he's, he's the underdog. He's the one that not a lot of people know in, in, um, I guess they're kind of presenting it as he's just getting his feet wet in the political realm. Correct.
3: Well, yeah. It's, it's that. And the fact of people know him, but they don't know they characterize him as out of touch.
0: Right, you know they right. what do they
3: call them billionaire banks.
0: You know what I mean? that's right, and that's right. Because like, he went on the uh, radio show when they were clowning him on the radio show, and right. didn't give him yep yep big boy on big boy show. Yep. Yeah,
3: and so like it shows somebody that was out of touch and didn't really understand um, community or the community didn't understand him, mm-hmm. and so that is where I think where you know it was a fascinating thing to delve into. What is it like? to achieve a level of success and be deemed as someone who even though you have love for the culture, love for the community right. from the outside looking in they're like you're not one of us. Right. You know, and so right. that was him trying to get back into you know, the community and you know and, and trying to and trying to have the community identify with him to the point where even his own alpha brothers didn't even like mm-hmm. didn't even fuck with him.
0: They didn't even mess with him because yeah. he he was never around. He never showed up to any of the community events. Right. Um, he only showed up when it was convenient for him. Is right. how they saw it. Right. Um, so yeah. So
3: which is right, a nod, which is a nod to how he dealt with his family and
0: Will. Mm, uh-huh. uh-huh.
3: uh-huh. Aha. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, keep going. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to kill
0: you. And momento. then, and then, within the writing, you saw how Will's presence helped him gain that touch back into the culture Mm -hmm. it was will's presence of reconnecting with the community reconnecting with his alpha brothers reconnecting with the church Mm -hmm. like it was will that kind of helped inspire him Mm -hmm. to to do you know what you're right i do need to go a little bit more you know put my best foot forward and reach out to these people that are my constituents? Yeah. These these are my. This is my district. These are my constituents. I need to let them know that you know what I understand your your um your gripe and how you feel about me, but I wanted to let you know that I acknowledge it and I'm ready to you know represent you on a grander scale.
3: So I would even say, and we'll get into Will, but I would even say that Will, it showed even more on this show than it did on. The last one that that Phil and Will it rhymes um, <laughs> have under they like Will Phil saw Will in himself. I mean, well, yes, so, yeah, yeah. Phil saw Will, yeah, in himself. Like he, yep. there was an yep. identification there more so than even with his own son. Like correct, you know, like little things, which like, was
0: part of the which was part of the dissension between Will and Carlton,
3: right? Because Carlton even recognized it. You
0: mm-hmm. know, Will mm-hmm.
3: was a child of hip hop. You know. Uncle Phil 2.0 is a child of hip hop.
0: What's the first thing we noticed in the first episode with Uncle Phil in his study, oh, in listen, his study room? Listen
3: to music. Oh, oh Biggie. Yeah, yeah, the
0: Biggie. He had Biggie and yeah. Pac and Jay Z on his walls. Yeah, he had. He was listening to jazz music in the background. Listen to a tribe called Quest. Listening to tribe called Quest. Yeah, like
3: yeah.
0: He was a child of the culture, but quote unquote, the money changed him. So to speak.
3: And you know, it's so funny. I saw myself so much in Phil. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, this is so weird watching it. Not, not, I'm not billion. There's no billionaire Kamara. Not yet. We'll see. Maybe one day we'll speak that into. There yeah, you go. You know, uh, but yeah, I just was like weird, like watching him, like to the, po- cause I always told my wife, like the next house we have, um, it's going to be the house and the house is going to be, I don't want a man cave. I never wanted a man cave. I don't believe in man caves. Um, I always wanted to study. You've heard mm-hmm. me say this before. I've
0: always, heard, you. yeah.
3: I've always yeah. wanted to study it with books and a soundproof room, so I can be my stud either reading or listening to music. And mm-hmm. so, watching this on a show, it was eerie. I'm like, he's like, that's it. That's that's, that's what I want. They're like, this is literally that's what my I want. vision. That's my vision. <laughs> like, this is literally what I want. Like, you know, like so. It was. And then someone who grew up as a child of hip hop, it was like watching that, and I'm like, oh man, like I really do, I really do understand Phil, like in a weird way, you know what I mean? Yeah, like someone who is trying to stay, he connects to the culture, but in a way because he grew up with it surrounding him, right? And so, um, I I just thought it was fascinating to see that characterization of him.
0: What else I found very fascinating with Uncle Phil's character. Um, the campaign detached him so much from his immediate family. Yeah, where it's, you got the sense where he really didn't know. Like if you if you didn't flat out tell him, he wouldn't know.
3: No, yeah, he 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 was he was very much, and this is what happens when you run a campaign. It's very much a self centered ideal. Like, you know, yeah. and like you, because yeah. it has to be in order to run for office, you have to exhibit a sense of ego and self-centeredness to think that I'm the one that people want to elect. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it transfers into how you, you deal with your family, because again, it's just not you running for office. It's your whole family running for office. Right. And whether they like it or not. And so, um, and sometimes when you talk with candidates, they often forget that, you know, or it's hard for them to kind of understand that. Um, right, you know, and so to see that play out to where there was a level of detachment from him, um, and it, it, his, uh, even with Aunt Viv 3.0, you know, mm-hmm. it was a very, there mm-hmm. was a level of, I need to get back into what's going on with my family. Right. You know? um, right. And so I, I got that. And I, I, I understood that, you know.
0: To the point where even at the end, um, in the finale, when Will went missing
2: yeah,
0: and Carlton and we'll get to Uncle Phil and Jeffrey's relationship, which yeah. we really enjoyed. yeah. Um, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. Um,
1: yes.
0: But Carlton went to Uncle Phil and asked him, so where's Jeffrey? Right. Knowing he knew the answer already. Already knew the answer. Yeah. He already knew the answer, but that I wanna see if you're if you're still in politician mode. Yeah, or if you're just gonna be my dad right now. Or
3: just be yeah, be, politician or are you gonna be a family.
0: Oh, you're just gonna be real with me.
3: Yeah, us, real with us. Real with
0: us, right. Yeah. Real with us. Right. The whole family is sitting there mm-hmm. in in this in this critical moment where Will is missing. And he was still in politician mode. Yeah. He couldn't turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. And Carlton was like, see, that's that bullshit I'm talking about. And just stormed out. Stormed out, yeah. And Ashley, Ashley and Hillary on the couch. And Ashley was like, Dad, we already knew.
3: We already knew. We were trying we were just letting you know. We just wanted to see if you're gonna be honest about it.
0: You know. So I think that's going to be a point in season two. Season two.
3: Yeah. Of him getting back into- Uncle
0: Phil yeah, trying to figure out trying to reestablish his relationship with his own family coming off of this campaign.
3: Yeah. And, and, and connecting and trying to be as heavily involved. Um, let's move into on Viv 3.0. Cause I do want to get into Jeffrey uh-huh. in a moment. Um, yeah. You know, um, again, I enjoyed her character. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. They made her dealing with this internal struggle of, I recognize my life has changed immensely, and it's taken me away from who I am personally, spiritually, and for my own family. Like yeah. on the other side of the, the yeah. other side of the world, literally on the other side of the world. Like we don't even go to family reunions anymore, you right. know. And, and so, like there, was, there was a struggle within herself, and it, it to the point where, in when you first met her, her hair was pressed very much Michelle Obama mode, pressed down, laid, you know um mm-hmm. you know and in the last scene not the last scene but when it, her hair was free flowing so there was a character change in that dynamic and how the audience was supposed to receive her mm-hmm. it, you know mm-hmm. she was not the same person when we met her she was on the journey of trying to get back into who she was you know right. um and so i did like how they made her into this woman that's a lot interesting like she's still strong still still very beautiful but she's not as sure. She wasn't as sure about her positioning.
0: She has, here she is living what appears to be a glorious lifestyle Mm -hmm. in this mansion. You name it, I can have it. Material things, I have it all. But she was unfulfilled. Yeah. And to the point where she felt like her passion Mm -hmm. was taken away from her.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was very interesting to watch. And I, th- I really like I like the um, artist's storyline that do. they gave her because it fully showed like there's more to this woman than just being a housewife. Right. Like there's there's many other aspects to her and to who she was. So you, we, you saw a little bit of it when she had her sorority sisters in the house and they kind of reminded her of who she was. And then again, just like with Uncle Phil, when Will comes into the picture, she's like, Ah, that's the Philly. That's the Philly that I miss. That's that's (laughs) the Aunt Bib, the the kid that I've lost touch with.
3: But how myself. How about like both Uncle Phil and her sister read her to fifth, like to be like like, yo, like you pretty much you, you, first of all, Uncle Phil was like, you, I didn't, I didn't take away this life from you. You ran towards it. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't stop you from doing that. Right. You, you right. wanted this. Like, I didn't say, I didn't say put stop down me. the paintbrush.
0: Put the paint that brush down. You're, you're, you're with me now. Yeah. You, yeah.
3: I didn't, you gravitated towards it quickly. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? To where like, and now. You're resenting me for it, which is really fascinating because I never told you to do that. (laughs) You know, right? And so, and then, how did the sister be like? Her sister was like, you know, you didn't build no pyramids by yourself. Like, kind of like you didn't. This is not your life, and it it was reiterated even with Will's father. Saying yeah. that when Phil Phil made money, like he he could say when <laughs> yeah. when, when yeah. the bank, when he say, made sure he me,
0: emphasized that. Emphasize, <laughs> it was, that.
3: that was a really that was really interesting. Like they keep they keep mentioning this throughout the season that
0: it was this ain't no this ain't no joint joint account situation like where y'all built this like yes you were well, they, there where well, they built, but this, they, they let's built it together. it together they
3: built it together because she's he, in his life I don't want it but
0: correct but correct. I just, but. yes. This is Phil's occupation that built that, this, kept, yeah, that built this lifestyle funded funded this funded life. this lifestyle perfect there you sti- go yeah. that's the word I'm looking for funded this life yeah
3: and so it shows that there's a bit of um feeling within OnViv Viv 3.0 she under she recognizes that and she mm-hmm. feels depleted. In her own self, and so this journey that she's on is to find herself in this world that she that she ran to because this right. is, I mean let's kind of call it what it is. Most people, male or female, would run to a life of leisure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. That's not a that's not a diss on her. Hell, if Ivory became a multi millionaire, <laughs> I'd be the greatest house husband. Like you would, the house would smell what? like potpourri. The floors would be, <laughs> you know, immaculate
0: laundry, you know, smell like sunflowers and lavender. Must, I'm, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to keep it. Keep it tight for you. I'm gonna keep it tight
3: for you. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying I'm gonna be like the other housewives. Like we got yo, I got yoga at nine. I got Pilates. Right. I got uh, I got weightlifting at ten. You know I'm like you got I'm gonna, CrossFit, CrossFit. CrossFit at eleven. CrossFit at eleven. Uh, got to kick up the kids. Then I gotta get the got. I gotta get Ivy's uh, uh, dry cleaning.
0: You know. Got, yep. Yep. You
3: know. You be calling me, Yo, Kamara. What you doing? I can't, man. I got. I got these kids, man. I gotta get my schedule. Get, my schedule, man. I, you know. You know, so gotta listen, get these kids to practice. Got to get gotta these kids to practice. It. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be the greatest house husband to ever. <laughs> so it's it's not a it's not a shot at um on Vip 3.0. It's just really what it was. And I think her dynamic was interesting to the point where let's just talk with talk about Michael Ely coming in. Let's go. Um, I actually like this storyline a lot. Mm-hmm. I know people are like, oh no, I don't want Aviva to cheat. I'm like, I don't think she's gonna cheat, but I. Um, I do think what's happening here is that it shows when... Aunt, it showed that Aunt Viv... You no, know, there's a, something between um, Michael Ealy and Aunt Viv. I forget the guy's character's name. What is his...
0: Yeah, but... What's his name? Um, uh, we, we'll just call him Mike. Yeah, we know.
3: Yeah. Ah. Yeah, but... Okay, but anyway. The point, the point of the matter is he speaks to her on a level that spiritually... That um
0: Phil can't Phil
3: can't. You know, and it shows that there's a level of attraction mentally, spiritually, to somebody who understands you and speaks to you in a mode that you know your partner may not. And male or female, that's a very alluring thing. You know? Can, that's and,
0: very real. And that's a
3: can I can mm-hmm. I say let me just finish this Go point? On. And it shows, and I wanted to make sure this is very clear, that support and interest are two different things. Mm-hmm. Because Phil can support you. But when somebody not only supports you, but they are interested in you, that is a different level. And mm-hmm. when somebody's interested, not only in you, but in the things about that, that are interesting to you, that, that draws you in and i feel like that's a conversation that we don't have like all the time when we talk about marriage or infidelity or anything like that it's always about the physical
0: it's like, always about the sex appeal it's yeah. always about the the physical appeal
3: but, it's but people don't talk about but what is it when somebody interest, you're interested in something and somebody else is interested in the same thing right and what does that attraction do you know and i think that was a great it's a great introduction to that conversation that mm-hmm. they're going to have to reconcile.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the point where we even get left off with <clears throat> on Unbiv 3.0 going back to Michael Ealy and continuing conversations with him Knowing that, yes, it was discussed between her and Phil, yeah. but it wasn't settled. And right. she knows it wasn't settled. And she knows that it's a little taboo by still, by still being his messing man. with.
3: Not met, but be- being in this space. Because I don't want to say messing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. just still being, being in that space. Being in this like, space and being like, you know, like where I probably should stay away from that. But it's an alluring thing of being with somebody. Who understands me and understands my right. art right you know right and so like I feel like that is something that is it's a fascinating gonna be a fascinating play because I still don't think she's gonna cheat on him
0: it's it's a I, I don't think so either it's in it's a conversation that you hit it right on the head I was gonna make the same point because listen i what, what are we coming up on? 12 years, 13 years, coming up on 13 years of marriage. Yeah, My wife and I are naive to think that there's not a, another connection that could ever be made with anybody because you're right. We don't have all the same interests. Yeah, We don't, you know, there are things that other people that we can vibe with, with yeah. other people with. Now, what you do with that connection
3: that's
0: is where it really gets into like what kind of spouse are you? What like still honoring your marriage and honoring your relationship despite yeah. that connection you may have right. with somebody else? That's where the real test comes into play. But that was a real life situation that that Aunt Viv three point is going through right now. It's that's a that's real not
3: reconciled, yeah. And yeah. And so like to the point where you look at things and you're like, okay, it's is imperative on the spouse to recognize that I may support this person, but I have the support goes more than just support. I have to like delve into their interests.
1: Because mm-hmm. if I don't mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. that
3: space is gonna be empty and it's gonna be it could be occupied by somebody by else. Somebody and, else. And you have to and this shows you as a spouse, you always have to you always have to like Cut the weeds in the grass yes. because those things can crop up, and you have to always make sure. Like, okay, let me talk about this person. This I know this person's really into it, but let yep. let me talk about that with them, you know, and let me actually bring something to the conversation that's a perspective, because that's going to draw them in. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna end up in danger. So I think that was a great. Great um characterization for OnViv
0: three Definitely. And I'll and I'll end the conversation on OnViv again going back to the writing. Um by the time Michael Ely was introduced to us, I never felt like the writers were gonna take the Tyler Perry route. Yeah. Because let's just keep it it's real, people. If this true. was a Tyler Perry production, oh. she would have been cheated. She
3: would have been she would have been bent over legs the, in up our in the air
0: gallery. Gallery. in
3: art gallery.
2: Bed, bed,
0: bed, yeah. bed, backbreaking yeah. yeah let's just keep it funky that's that's right. what it would have been so kudos again to the writing for not to taking the writers the easy of bait. this show for not taking the easy bait yeah exactly thank yeah. you yeah thank
3: you yeah i i i really did appreciate that um move on to jeffrey yes i love jeffrey
0: Hey, we all need it. We all want a Jeffrey in our life. We need. We? I need a Jeffrey in my life. I need. I <laughs> we all need a Jeffrey. There are levels in our of life, success
3: bro. to where I'm like, I don't. I don't think I. I don't have Jeffrey. I need a Jeffrey. I don't have a Jeffrey in my life. Um, I need a black. I need a special ops man. I need a special ops man. You know, that's down for whatever and just just walks quietly, but but also swagged out. Like you know what I mean? Like this just, just super swagged
0: out. Like you know. I'm just like, Man. like you know, you know Jeff. We be pulling them, but Jeffrey ain't gonna never talk about ain't it. Talk
3: don't. about it, you know.
0: We don't talk about it. We don't, we don't talk, talk
3: about it. You we, know too what I'm cool we, we, we too cool for that. I got it. I, you know, what I'm saying, you know, I, 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 I handle mine. Yeah, I, I handle mine. Handle mine. I, I, you yeah. know, even to point where Vib's friends are checking for him. He's like, it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, I see you. I yeah. see you. I, I see mean, you. Yeah. When, when I'm when I'm ready, I'll holler. If, I'll, if I'll come see you if I decide to do that. If I decide to do that, yeah. If I can fit you in the schedule, if I can fit I'll you in the schedule,
3: because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm black ops right now.
0: You know, I'm doing. Yeah. I got my other, I yeah. got my schedule filled. So, but please believe when Jeffrey when Jeffrey hit the hit the you up, yeah, text, yeah. Oh, they answering.
3: The, you know the the W Y D. You know, yep. <clears throat> <laughs> what, did, how did, what did Kanye say when I hit you with the W D? Hi, with a bunch of eyes. Yeah. Not. <laughs> hey, with a bunch of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, Jeffrey. That's, Jeff. that's Jeffrey you get the highs man. with a
3: bunch of eyes you know what I'm saying <laughs> so um, yeah man I love Jeffrey and let, let's just get right into it man I I love I loved and we gotta see how it ends up but I love mm-hmm. their dynamic I didn't like how Phil yeah. treated him but again I did like that they don't make Phil a perfect person they give him right. some dirt on his spirit like you know what I mean because he needs to reconcile that like he needs to bring his fa- the whole thing theme is Phil needs to bring his family back together. And Jeffrey's part of his family.
0: It's an interesting dynamic because technically, yes, Jeffrey works for Uncle Phil.
3: But he's more than a worker. But
0: they're brothers. Literally. Like, literally brothers where you even got a sense from the show that, like, they have a bond that's stronger than what uncle Phil had with a lot of his alpha brothers Yeah, and everything. Like they shared a bond that is so tight where they, you know, I'm sure they like finishing each other's sentences levels. Like I know what you're thinking before you thinking it. Yeah. So here you have Phil trying to navigate that, but at the same time you're an employee quote unquote
3: and when he tried to play and him like that it was like it felt so disgusting like oh man why it you, did why are you doing that, to that it old, did man? you
0: know you know i'm more than that yeah you know and that's what jeffrey's trying to tell him like that's 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 the card you're gonna play yeah. that's really the cards you're gonna play you know like i'm an extension of this family you know that i will do anything for those kids for your wife for everybody in this household he said he, i would
3: do anything i love y'all I love, mm-hmm. I love y'all. I would do anything for y'all.
0: Right. And to the point where you feel like Phil knows this and he takes advantage of it. He does. Based on the things that he asked him to do throughout the season.
3: Yes. He puts him in a compromising situation. I want to point out something, though. When you rewatched the old show, I don't know if uh-huh. you felt like this. Did you ever feel like sometimes like, damn, why, the, why did Uncle Phil 1.0 treat Jeffrey 1.0 like that sometimes? Like, like yeah. kind of like
0: like damn man like you know what i mean like like, like they called they called him family but in the original yeah, but fresh prince Uncle but Phil would, would be doing them dirty you sometimes. never felt like you never felt like Phil and Jeffrey they never I, I can i cannot think of a moment where Phil and Jeffrey really like shared like a brother brotherly moment
3: well it wasn't until like the last season when Nikki chose him to be the godfather
0: that's right yeah you know yep.
3: But like yeah. it took a while, but in the beginning, it was like it's like they kind of sometimes they did Jeffrey dirty a little bit, like they treated him like an employee as opposed to he's someone who literally is part of this family. He's part of this family dynamic, you know what I mean? Yeah, because he clearly yeah. cares about everybody in an intimate way, you know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. And so, um, you know, I just love I loved this concept of exploring what his brotherhood looked like, and again, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're going to obviously Jeffrey's coming back. And they're uh, spoiler alert. He's not there right now, uh, but they're gonna right. bring him back. And they're but it, the dynamic's gonna change, but in a good way because it's gonna be more of a ro- rounded view. Like I don't need I don't need a hand to handle you like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. I just I I loved I loved it, mm-hmm. and to the point where, funny enough, that when they had a conflict, like their conflict, even in it was a real conversation that didn't go to fisticuffs. But it was very yeah. intense. Where he where Uncle Phil didn't have to slap him. Like, you
0: know you, you know what I mean? Go figure. Go figure. How about it? We can we can settle confrontation with without words. getting physical. Without with words. with words. You know what I mean?
3: Even if it gets in a
0: mutual in a mutual understanding of what needs to happen right now.
3: Right. And so like it was intense without even them being physical. And they still hugged it out. You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. man, I love that conversation, man. Just like even yeah. like again, the con when Uncle Phil and Vivian had a conversation in the hotel room, they were arguing, but it was a it was an intense conversation, but it wasn't yelling. Which is how marriage couples honestly we you argue ninety percent of the time.
0: That's how healthy marriage couples operate. You literally We we have very disagreements yelling, very but we're not yelled. yelling at each other. We're not cussing each other out, we're not throwing stuff across the room. Yeah. Like or launch verbal have grenades. a disagreement yeah. and just like have a you can you have a certain tone right. in your voice, right? But you're not yelling in talk in in talking down yeah. at the other person.
3: Yeah. So, you know, I think that was a just their, their relationship is great. Um, I'm going to get back to Jeffrey in a second because I want to, yeah. But I want to talk about okay. jazz. Okay. All I, right. I love jazz in this show. Um, I love that they're making jazz not only just as he's not a he's not just an airhead again but he's someone with some mileage on his soul a little bit and some wisdom <clears throat> and um I think we're gonna explore more about who jazz is as the show goes on, hopefully because clearly he's someone with with an interesting story you know
0: yeah, and you know what it's the same as jeffrey it it made me think about it like. In the original Fresh Prince, Mm -hmm. you kind of got the sense that Jazz and Will were like similar age, kind of like about the same age. Maybe Jazz was a little bit older. Right. Um, But other than the comedic relief, he didn't have like much to offer Will. He was kind of like Um, a punching bag. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I like how they built his character in this season. Where, like you said, you know, he owns his own record company. He has oh, entrepreneurial Rock- spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got that entrepreneurial spirit. And so that's where the connection with him and Hillary came in because they were actually closer in age. Yeah. And both of them had that kind of drive to want to do things on their own and make their own lane in this world. Yeah. Um, So to the point where we saw more... Jazz and Hillary scenes, which is natural than we did jazz and Will
3: because they're they're older and they have they they should be in, in the same space, right? You know? Right. Um, you know, Jazz is ostensibly probably in his twenties. He really probably should not have be hanging out with a seventeen year old,
0: right? You know what I mean? Right. Now, if the seventeen
3: if the seventeen year old wants to come to a record shop or you call me like, hey, come come through, but ideally, that's not. You know, he's not. They're, to
0: they're be in, just, in different worlds. In in, world. yeah. It's kind of like a big bro. It's more of a big bro, type little of, bro type of, relationship. type of relationship that we're seeing between him and Will. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Um, the thing is, what I did notice. I'm just gonna get right to it. Jazz is to Will what Jeffrey is to Phil. He's a, they're they're, they're growing.
0: I see. They're I suppo- see what you're saying. They're
3: supposed to be that the diametrically opposite, but the ones who pull them in and are the brothers that really give them that perspective and centering that they can't mm-hmm. get from anybody else. That they relate to on a certain on a level, you know, mo- uh, on a sub level that it's hard for them to get that from somewhere else. So I, I see where that's going. Even to have the scene, the season ended. Yeah, it was Jazz giving him wisdom advice that
0: that guidance yeah to kind of help hey let me put things in perspective here for you will because you're kind of wild right now right you're wild let me kind of let me bring you back and let me put things in perspective for you here yeah good point that's a very good good analogy there yeah i'm
3: good for a couple good points here
0: and there you know yeah yeah just a few just a a few few. all right yeah um can i get to i'm the last character i'm gonna be critical of Okay. Lisa. Okay. I'm going to take a, I'm going to be very critical of Lisa right now.
3: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Alright. Let's what, start what out. We, what, we one, love,
3: what do we love about Lisa?
0: Yes. What we love about, we'll start out with what we love about Lisa. Um, one, again, casting wise, mm-hmm. I love the casting choice. Yeah. Um, You did not get the prototypical um, skinny mm-hmm. big booty like long hair, whatever. Like you got a attractive young curvy woman to play this role. Not a lot of people would have casted that role like that.
3: It didn't go with the either the European aesthetic.
0: There you, you go. Know, or with mm-hmm.
3: an aesthetic of a very overly sexualized aesthetic. Correct.
0: It showed Correct. a pretty
3: a pretty young young girl with some substance, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And you know, curvy you know, and still, but very much, um, attra-
0: very, know, bright, very, very bright, very, very, um, yeah. she's an athlete as well. She's yeah. on a swim team. Right. Um, very intelligent. Um, you know, a, a calming force for a lot, lot of people right. around her. So like the intricacies of who she was, yeah. I'm with, yeah. I'm down with that. I was definitely cool with that. That girl messy though. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like I mean, that's that's my critique of the show. I don't like that they made her Car- Carlton's ex. They could have got they could have gotten that off without creating that dynamic. They could be like Carlton had a crush on her. They could have been yeah. like you know Carlton was friend zoned repeatedly and he felt the ways. They didn't have to make him make her like Carlton's former love interest because like no cousin
0: this. this- that yeah, one of my biggest critiques of the show is that little love triangle that they created. Was kind of, was I wasn't with it. I'm not with it. I wasn't that. with it.
3: I wasn't with that. That was that was that was that was very CW ish. It you was. Know, you <laughs> know what I mean? You know, that was just very like what's that show they have on Netflix you mentioned Tiggs. Um what's that All American? All Ameri- very, it's very all American ish. very all American ish. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? We y'all could have Y'all took some missteps on that one. Um, right. You know, so, you know, I just, I wasn't a fan of it. And
0: then, actually. and then, so you mean to tell me, girl, like, so you dated Carlton. Now you're dating Will. So you're just going to parade your butt around the house?
3: Yeah. Like, it's at like any shit point? Is sweet. Like, shit is sweet.
0: Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. like, I'm
3: just kind of like, right. this is really, really, really awkward.
0: You know, like, I was like mm. it's kind of weird. I don't, you know. I didn't, I, I couldn't roll with that. I couldn't roll. So, that that was probably the most critical point, part. If they were in gonna subplot,
3: yeah, if they were gonna make Will get with Lisa, and we know Lisa was engaged, he was engaged with Lisa in the, in the regular series. Um, right, they could have held off on that one. They could have made, yeah. like, she pushed back, like, I don't want to deal with you like that. That's not, I'm not,
0: we could have played that out. And I understand she was the. You got the, you know, teenage, teenage mind. Yeah. You got a girl. Yeah. That's, that's the rift between the two boys yeah. is the girl. Okay. I get that, but I feel like you could have played it out. You could have handled it a little differently than yeah. what you did in the show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah. All right. So let's, I know we talked, do we have to really talk about Will or do we,
0: I mean. Yeah. So we have, so again, here we go. That's why I like this show so much. We just did an hour, hour of yeah. analyzing every other character on this show, and, except for who was supposed to be the same. main yeah. character.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How about that? How about that? I, I think and Will's story is fascinating, but it's not the most fascinating, but it is fascinating in the sense of um, evaluating how somebody sees, is is thrust into a life that is foreign to him. Right. And him trying to understand how does he work in his world? And I also, it gives a picture of, I think he's the, he's the audience, um, avatar into what happens when you're putting into a world of class and wealth and race when it's all interceded. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you, you know, work, operate in this particular environment? Um, and I think I love that this show, whether intentionally or unintentionally, sometimes delves into the concept of class and race. And mm-hmm. Will, Will is the avatar for that particular discussion. Very well done on this show.
0: I think it was very intentional. I yeah. think it was very intentional because of the subject matters that they touched on yeah. throughout the show. You could tell the intention was there for you had the class, you know, Will coming from the background, he came from going into this new world yeah. and trying to navigate how do I, like, I still want to be true to myself. Um, Very poignant was that episode when Trey came in town. Yeah. And here's his homeboy saying, yo, let's go home. Old boy is old boy gone. Let's go home. Yeah. Like, this was supposed to be just a temporary thing. Yeah. Like, you're losing... You're turning your back on us. You're turning your back on your hood. You're turning your back on your your life. And Will had the foresight to know there's so much more and there's such a broader world outside of Philly, West Philadelphia, that I've never seen that I'm getting exposed to. And in order for me to grow and become the man I want to be, I need to stay in this world. But here you had an old friend, that didn't see that, right? And was ready to pull Will back into this box right. that he was encapsulated in, yeah. and that's a that's real. We've we've had there are a lot of you out there that have had people in your life yeah. that wanted to keep you in your box,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And and as much as it hurts, and as much as they meant to you at a certain point in your life you have to close that chapter in order to move on to the next chapter of your life. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's nothing personal. Right. But you, you have to come to that realization that you were for this portion of my life. You were for those early chapters, but in order for this story to be completed and to be fully written to um, the extent that God made it to be, I need to, I need to branch out. I need to see what else is out there. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was that was a very good very good um, story little subplot that they did with Will and his and his boy Trey from back home. Mm-hmm.
3: And it it shows that Trey felt abandoned
2: mm-hmm.
3: the same way mm-hmm. Will has de- was dealing with abandonment with his own father. It shows what right. happens when black boys are raised in an environment to where they have their friends and then. It, it, it's kind of intimated that Trey also his father's not around, you right? Know I mean? And so like he's projecting onto Will his sense of imba- abandonment. Like you're abandoning when he said you're abandoning the hood. You're abandoning you're up. West up, You're really you're abandoning me.
0: You know? Yeah, I'm your family. I'm you're your abandoning. Family. I'm I'm family. You're walking like, out.
3: You're walking out because you you find a better life. You know?
0: We went through this tra- traumatic yeah. experience yeah. together.
3: Yeah, and then here you and- are. You found a better deal, and you're like, "All right, peace out." It's as opposed to yeah. Trey being like getting outside of himself, be like, "I see this is better for you," and he's right. young; he's a kid, so he's not going to have he's that a kid. perspective. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to put too much onto him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to talk about speaking of abandonment. We want to talk about Will and you know Lou.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Right, and we, can
2: end- um, we can. It was
0: it was going into the last episode one of the big big questions was, who's going to play uh, Luke? Yeah. Who's going to play and are they going to play out the infamous Fresh Prince scene? You think I wanted this? It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> like, one of, if not top three, not number three <laughs> scenes uh, all black, time. black
3: TV, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't he want me, man? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> he don't love you.
3: <laughs> he don't love me.
0: Like, are they going to replay this scene? And if so, how are you going to present it to us? Because, yeah. you know, we want, it. Yeah. you know, you know, we want it. Um, and who are you going to cast to be Will's father? Yeah. Um, one, great casting.
3: I do. Yeah, I do think so. Marlon
0: Wayans. I mean, honestly, in that scene in the living room.
3: Yeah,
0: it looked like a father and son arguing.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't it have a really You, did. you
3: would know this because I don't have a son, but yes. Yeah.
0: It looked like a father and son arguing in that scene. Yeah. Um, And even though it wasn't as dramatic and as timeless as the original Fresh Prince I don't scene. Know.
3: I don't know. We'll, that's hard to
0: say. It may develop into it. It may develop into that. It could. It was still very well done, very well acted. True, You could feel the emotion from the characters. Yeah. And you really did get engulfed in that scene when in I mean when will starts cussing him out, yeah, and he said, what did he, say? he
3: said? said you, you, you know you can get yourself you have an addition die in it like I was like,
0: yeah, it. but you know I was, was like, like oh, but it, it, it was
3: it was a great scene for a lot of reasons because it, although Lou was in probably on there for like five minutes in the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuance there that I think they're still going to have to dissect coming yeah. in season two because he'll be back. Yeah, you, know, you don't cast someone like you know uh, Marlon Wayans like Marlon Wayans, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for like for five Bruno, minutes in one
0: Bruno. episode. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's there's a lot of nuance there. Number one, the family was wrong for not telling Will that his father was mm-hmm. in Like Ivory first, she was like, "I agree," and I was like, "No, they could have at least told Will when he was a child. Like your father did something, some bad stuff, and he went away to prison." You know right. I mean? And at least give him right. that that much and not make give him, him that, that
0: much, and not make abandoned. him think that his father straight up abandoned him.
3: Yeah. Like so that was that was some some fuck shit. You know, and but it also showed that Lou was on some fuck shit because you were out for three years and you never you never contacted. I can't even imagine going three days without talking how about date.
0: it. Come you know, on man, now.
3: How how you go three three years?
0: Thirteen years. And, Without and, contacting your child, and
3: then three years after you get okay, it's one thing like I don't want to see you in person, which is still some fuck shit. I don't, you know, but yeah, you know, not even write write a, letter, write, a letter, write a letter, write a letter,
0: my dude. Yeah, like let
3: you know I'm thinking about you and all that. Other, right. You know, so that was a bad excuse, but also three years and you still don't, you know, and but also it, it, I think again we're gonna have to help. We can delve in this later on and like as the season, I mean as the show progresses, like what does it look like when you feel like the pressure, external pressure of having to provide. And it's as well as, you know, the pressure, not only from the person you're with, but maybe externally seeing that her sister husband is excelling. Like that might be a pressure that you can't, like, I can't imagine. I have a twin brother and, you know, if my my brother or vice versa saw me excelling in life and then he was, these these accelerate or whatever like you know what i mean the opposite right. polar opposite what type of, and then he's with somebody that is seeing this and is like damn like i really chose wrong like you know what i mean like that yeah that pressure might yeah. really and i'm not giving him an excuse a lens of excuse i'm not but it's just a dynamic that i think it's it's interesting especially for a black man to deal with in society like what does that look like dealing with your own, reconciling your own ego, letting your ego play into, mm-hmm. and your pride to pour, force you into bad decisions, you know? Right, um, right. So I think that's something that, you know, I'm looking forward to them exploring and them exploring the, the you know, maturation of Will how he addresses his father. He, he, he was right to have, get all that anger out. Now that's been delivered, what does that look like in that life? And does, do you, and does yeah. Lou, if he really cares about the relationship... He's going to take that on the chin and he's yeah. going to have to move on, move forward because he's earned that. He's earned that verbal ass whooping.
0: You gave up on your boy for 13. I mean, for 13 years, you didn't contact him. You got to take these blows.
3: You got to take these You blows. have to. You know, I didn't you like have that to. you put your hand on his neck. You know, that's fucked up. Yeah. I thought, I thought Phil was going to, you know, again. Put
0: his, I thought Phil was going to yoke him up. That's yeah, what I thought. I yeah. thought Phil was going to, as soon as he put his hand on his neck, yeah. I thought he was going to yoke him up right there.
3: Right. Because I probably would have. But and, and you know Hell yeah. Um but, <laughs> but again, everything was delivered without putting a hand on each other. Outside of outside of Lou putting a hand on Right. You know. Right. I, I keep getting back to the slap. And anyway, um <laughs> uh, So let's talk about this. Um I wanna play just one clip here. Okay, and, and then we can end this conversation on uh, and then move on to next subject. Okay? All right. It's so great to tell black stories from black people's lives and their experiences, and it doesn't have to feel like you're selling out, you know?
0: Hey, fucking beautiful LA. We want to see projects that represent and reflect the world outside
1: our window. We do that on this show, it's an accurate representation of, of, of us and um, all different spectrum, different sides, different colors. There's so much in there about elevating our culture, showing how diverse, nuanced we are. We are not all the same. Mm-hmm. And I think through this whole series, you will see that in the interactions of characters, the storylines, the clothes, mm-hmm. you know, the themes, as well as the music. It's gonna
3: be
0: so great to see
1: this.
3: So anyway, um, I, I played that scene because I mean that clip that was actually they're talking about Bel Air. If you have those are the actors, mm-hmm. actors and actresses talking about Bel air But um what I did love about this show is how again in, in embedded black culture is in this show. From the music to the clothing, um, it was very signature black black style.
0: What what I really liked about that clip you just played, um, I think that was Jeffrey that was talking and saying how diverse and nuanced we are. Yeah. Don't we are, even though we, you can have a sense of pride about yourself, you can have a sense yeah. of Black pride, yeah. but have different interests. Yeah. And be a, you know, we may, we can all be Black, but dress a little differently, yeah. talk a little differently, mm. have a little different taste in music.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? Um, have different interests, yeah. so it's okay to be unique. And just because I am a little different and unique from what you're used to, yeah. don't write me off. There's a multiplicity, don't, yeah.
3: There's multiplicity within you, Black culture that we don't exactly.
0: Don't say that I'm not part of the culture, yeah. and and I'm not here for the advancement of the culture because I don't approach it the same way that you do.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. So I I appreciated that, and I think that's what I love about what this show's done, and what I think they're going to continue to do. My, you know, my final thoughts on this show is that we're going to see now. I I think they had to. At first, I was like, "Damn, they put a lot into the first season," that was the pillars of the original show. Right. I felt like, as I thought about it, I was like, they had to do that in order to go in a different direction, because they're going to be otherwise they'd be stuck to. The, you know, the the pillars controlling narratives of the original. So it's like they had to put in the drugs. They had to put in the leads. They had to put in all these things in the first season. So when they can go off into season two and have their own story and set their own boundaries and 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 push the boundaries rather on the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise they're gonna be married to, you know Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince.
0: It's just gonna be Fresh Prince two point This
3: is gonna be Fresh right. Prince two and that and that would harm it. You know, so like mm-hmm. I think this is very exciting because we don't know where this story's going to go now. Cause yeah, you know there might be some yeah. There's there still was some beats that they can use from the old you know the old so that they, they they haven't explored. Of course, them going to Palm um, Palm Springs with Carlton and right. You know, what I mean, because they, they mentioned they mentioned that very briefly in the show, very slickly.
0: We can get we could get into um, Carlton and Will going to college together. Right. You know, once they went to uh, went to college together, we can touch on that, but. They they've already laid the foundation. Now they did the homage to the original series. Yeah. They did little, you know. You saw little things here and there in the from the original series. The to but you're kids, right. Yeah. Slowly but surely, we can wean off of that yeah. and become our own entity yeah. and truly just be Bel Air.
3: Right. Right. And I think that's the exciting part. And I think we're gonna see. Will, what does it look like him? exploring or being um his own man in this new world and not just st- mm-hmm. stuck within like cuz remember it ended like who are you don't let the city change you So now we're going to see what does it look like him actually going beyond this bel air and ex- and right. cuz i think we haven't seen that yet you know what i mean right. and right. you know does he go to like the long beach does he go to um baldwin hills you know what i mean does he go to other mm-hmm. parts sectors of la that don't represent bel-air and does i i think those are things that are gonna be fascinating
0: i think we're gonna open season two with will crashing at jazz's um place. jazz's place in compton yeah. i think that's how they're gonna open season two
3: okay just like how they you know uh, 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 uh carlton did in, in the series or whatever yeah because yeah. in the original series yeah, 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 yeah.
0: carlton had a moment yeah. where he was yeah. C, C note. C note, yeah. <laughs> and, he, yeah. and he was crashing with, with jazz. Yeah. So, another, you know, a slight homage, but still like creating its own lane. It's
3: an homage. That's what it gets. Homage.
0: homage. homage. <laughs> homage.
3: All right. Um, I know we, we ran a little bit long, but I don't want to talk about Atlanta. You still up for it? Let's go. All right. So, just really quickly, man, um, I don't want to, still, we're still in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to play this 30 second clip And talk about what I think Atlanta's doing So fascinating this,
0: this season Okay It's
3: one of them ones
1: You know what that is, yeah That's ultimate white guilt I thought racism wasn't really a thing here Like that, I thought it was more about class Racism and capitalism Hard to separate, is it? Yeah, because something only has value if uh, something else has less value. Yeah, I feel like any way you can buy a can of coke, some type of racism kind of down there. Hmm.
3: I thought if there was a there was a line in this show, the first three episodes, I think that was the line.
0: That that's going to be the tone of the whole season. That's what. That's exactly what I thought.
3: Yeah, this... Because...
0: Go ahead. So when I I first saw the previews for Atlanta, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, they're overseas. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, interesting. See what direction they go with that. In episode two, when I saw how they played out episode two, I figured it out. I was like, oh, okay. So in the first couple seasons, we saw... What the black perspective of these uh, black youth um, finding their way in a white world in America. Right. Now we're going to get a more worldly view. Right. How do they find their way and how do they navigate this world overseas? Yeah. Like just European.
2: Yeah.
0: America. European white, not just yeah. America. We talking right. all over—Amsterdam, right. Netherlands, right. England, London. Right. They're going all over, so I could tell. Okay, this is what time we're on, and I'm with it. I kind of like it. I like kind of like it. I like
3: yeah, I like Atlanta because it's very esoteric. You know, it's mm-hmm. not straight down the, the um the road. Like I know, you know, like it's it drives me in because I'm like through, throughout the episode, I'm trying to figure out where they're going. So, I'm right. always having my thinking cap on. Like, what is the point of this? Like, every scene, they don't waste any real estate. So, they've said this, they, they did the scene for a purpose. You know, why? It makes me ask the question, why?
2: Yeah. You know, even yeah.
3: when the first season, I mean, first episode of season three, you're like, what is going First 10 minutes. Where are we going where, with like, this? Where are we <laughs> going? Where's Earn? Where's Paperboy? You know what I mean? Right. And really, it was just a social commentary on, you know, uh, um, against class and raising and in white white families, raising black children and black children and in society, turning a blind eye to that. And it was it was a character of the real story that happened in Portland, Oregon, of, of mm-hmm. you know, two two white women raising a like five black children and then committing murder, suicide on them. Um, but it just talks about that interpolation of like race and class. And so they're like, all right, we're going to, we'll, we're going to start off with that. But now that you see that we're on this big conversation, because I think that's what it was. It was just to kind of say, we're taking a bigger conversation, not just so insular. Right. That doesn't have to deal strictly with the, 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 um, black Atlanta experience. Um, now they're like, all right, now we're going to go overseas. Where where yep. we found that, where we left them in season two, they, you know, remember that at the end of season two, they got got on a plane and were getting ready to do a, a, a European tour. So now we find yep. them in the midst of that European tour, or they've, I, I don't even understand the timeline. I, I, I guess they've been there for months now. You know it
0: seems yeah because it seems like they're pretty deep like they're in already into the routine okay. and they're pretty deep in yeah. the tour already that's yeah. what it because the the first scene in season two they're already in one city and urn oversleeps and he's trying to catch the flight to the next, the next city. city yeah yeah
3: they're very much you know this is their life right now at least for the momentary right like, they, you know they're like the roots the roots um i don't a lot of people don't realize the roots actually Popularized their fame by Europe. Huge. By year In Wu Tang. In yeah. Wu Tang clan. Yeah, it was really, they, it wasn't because they were doing festivals in, in America. It was they bolstered their their international acclaim by doing a lot yep. of European shows. Um, yep. And so, like, it's kind of like when hip hop artists, when they boost their international appeal, it's because they're doing all these cities and they're growing their. Random countries. Random countries. Mm hmm. And so that's what they're in the midst of doing right now. They're growing their careers, and you're seeing what happens with their as they as their appeal is growing and their acclaim is going.
0: And and while that's happening, what do they see? What what kind of adventures do they get into? How do they navigate that? Yeah. I mean, mm. that second episode, they're in Amsterdam, and you got a bunch of white people walking around in blackface. Right. For the holidays, right, <laughs> right. Like, how do you react to that? Right. How does a, an American Black person react to that? Right. You know. So I think I think it's genius. Yeah. I think it's genius.
3: Yeah, and I think, and so I again, I think it's great. It's, it's, it also shows that that blackface episode is like it was quote unquote may or may not have been rooted in racism, but it doesn't take away from how we're supposed to feel about that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Whether right. Inten- it, whether it's... it's, inte- it's you No know, matter right, what the yeah, intentions are. Or it, whether it's a right... It, it's, it's just, it makes us... It, it doesn't mean... It does it have to be... It's, it comes from a negative place. And we don't know. Because mm. I don't really know the story behind that. Right? Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't mean our our actions or our reactions to it is not rightful. Um, right. And so right. we can feel a way about performing in a crowd of you know, white fans who are ostensibly going to be saying the N word in my, in my music. You know anyways, I mean? And yep. so I think that's also the conversation, right? Like when you're performing in these front of these white audiences with black music and it's like, it,
0: they know every word, you
3: know, every word. And it's like, what does that <laughs> look like to us? And it's almost like it was a, it was a physical representation of, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Of, when you're performing in front of people and like the black face was supposed to be like a visceral reaction to what I'm getting ready to do, you know? Right. And I thought right. that was a great scene. Um, going into like the, the, the again, the next one where they are now in his billionaire's house and. You know, <laughs> the white
0: guilt. The white guilt
3: <laughs> started taking over the white liberal, you know what I mean? And it, it, again, it masterfully shows how they gaslight black pain and black trauma and recreate it into their own white guilt where that happens here in America. Right. And so like, yep. it makes it in, not uh, inauthentic, you know what I mean? And yep. so like it's, and it shows how it becomes so manufactured that when something real happens is a detachment, right? There's no, there's no yeah. realness. And so again, I love it. And I loved again, that line where he talks about how um, exploitation, the entire episode is about exploitation, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: it is. It, it's, the, even I, with the black boy exploiting the white, the white millionaire.
3: It was exploit exploitation. The, and what is exploitation, right? Even to the mm-hmm. point where they have a house in a ghetto. You know what I mean, and then but yep. then, and they build it up into like it's a billion dollar it house. Is. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like again, it's it's exploiting you know poverty and class as a share as a. As a um a shield to you know capitalism or you know a a, a great um wealth uh, a wealth uh, disparagement you know what I mean like right. it's, it's supposed to right. show like the two differing worlds in such a clear identifiable way um, right you know that often that happens like you know you see like why are you building up in this neighborhood like why do you have mm-hmm. to feel like you know what I mean like what do you get, what do you get from doing that. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's a sense of wickedness in there. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 building up in the ghetto and using the ghetto aesthetic as a shield to your own wealth. Like, right. and I think it's like it's it's fascinating. And again, g- talking about the black artist who's taking advantage of the of the billion, <laughs> billionaire son. Um, what does Earn Earn? He sees a picture of the of the family with the first bank with the first check yep. check oh zero zero black. zero 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 one and then the black slave in the back,
0: you in know? the back, and that's when he was like, "Gotcha, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, you need to put this kid on, yeah. I'll be his manager, yeah. We gonna get this money because you've been taking this money from us from day one.
3: we taking, you've been exploiting us from day one. Your your family's income was, you know, uh,
0: built on built. my on my ancestors' backs. Right.
3: So guess what? Now we're gonna we're gonna take money, you know. And what did Paperboy say? Paperboy said that. You know, shoot You know, they You know, they exploit us You know what I'm saying I ain't got a problem with him Exploiting them but, I ain't got no problem with it You know, right. you, you Why all this You want to protect him so bad but this, this, You know what I mean And you Like that is Like that ain't how that work You know Exactly And it's like I love that That scene That even In the midst of that Because again Paperboy was taken advantage of He stole yep. that guy st- Again Stole the money It's not that he couldn't afford to
0: he just didn't want to pay. Him. He didn't want
3: to pay him, which again is a larger piece into a larger conversation about, mm. you know, white exploitation. I don't, I could pay you. I just don't want to.
0: I just don't want to, you know, I got it. Yeah. I just don't want to give it to you.
3: I don't want to give it to you, you know? Um. So I love Atlanta, man. And I know we get, it's not, Um. I guess we can wait to the end of the season.
0: I say we do. I say we go ahead and do like we did, Bel Air. Listen, we'll come back around to it at the end of the season because I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. By that time.
3: Yeah. Um, Final thoughts, man?
0: Yeah. Final thoughts. Um, Bel Air easily, um, my favorite show over these past few months on television. Um, And I'm deep into other popular shows like Snowfall and. In Abbott Elementary, I think, is a very well-written, very smart comedy sitcom right now. But Bel-Air really did provide and lived up to the hype. It really did live up to the hype for me. I'm looking forward to where they take the show now that they've built that foundation. I'm looking forward to seeing where they take it because I truly believe if they keep that same group of directors and writers that the sky is the limit for this show and it can really be a standalone great series and kind of step outside of the shadow of Fresh Prince. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
3: No doubt. All right, so I'm going right. to end again, as I usually t- typically do, um, you know, as a letter to black culture. So I say, dear black culture, uh, we spent some time talking about two shows that for the most part do a deep dive into um, just the differing, Valuation of blackness and what it means to be black in white spaces. Both are unique, but also both take on a subject in interesting places. While Bel Air elevates or evaluates rather uh, blackness through the prism of wealth and class, Atlanta takes us on a journey of what it means to be thrust into spaces of wealth and class and based on based on your success and how we interpret that world. Both of them are interesting. Both of them are different, but both of them are correct and both of them are needed. And as that clip from the Bel Air show shows, we have such a nuanced view of how we see the world that I feel like shows like these are so important because they allow us to bring out questions and create dialogue, such as what we're doing on this podcast. Uh, Black culture is so intricate that you need shows like this in order to create proper perspective. And that's why I'm loving this new era of black television, even with Apple Elementary, which we didn't talk about, because it allows us to do deep dives into subjects that were ultimately deemed too taboo. Even if shows are seemingly day and night, um, but as in black culture, while it may seem like polar opposites of this conversation, they still operate within the framework of thought, or in this case, the same twenty-four hours. So, with that being said, we're gonna ride out with this song, keeping with the theme of how we started out with Kid Cudi. So, until next time, we'll ride out.
2: Uh. 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 Uh.
1: last. Cause day and night, the lonely owner seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone through the day and night. The lonely loner seems day and night, the owner seems to free his mind at night. Day and night, the lonely owner seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone, some things will never change.